Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, today I want to share with you from Luke chapter 6, verse 6. And this is a passage of scripture that's been coming up in my prayer. But before I do, let me just give you a little bit of background. Now, Moses received the Ten Commandments when he went up on Mount Sinai. Moses had led the people out of Egypt, who'd been in captivity there for 430 years. And God gives his people, he says, I'm going to be your God, you're going to be my people. He gives them Ten Commandments. And one of those commandments is, I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. And it says this, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. Again, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. And, and, so, and so what God says to them is work for six days, and then the seventh day is a Sabbath. As in, it is a day of rest from work in order that you can be devoted to a Sabbath to the Lord, a day of prayer, a day of consciousness and worship of God. Many people heard it as it's a day off from work and forgot the God bit that it's actually a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Well, in Luke chapter 6, verse 6, Jesus addresses this issue again. As a matter of fact, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the four writers of the gospel, they, they have numerous stories there of Jesus doing works on the Sabbath. And this irritated the religious police, the, the Pharisees or the scribes, you might say. Because over time, from the time of Moses to the time of Jesus, hundreds of additional laws were made up by the religious leaders that people had to comply with. Some of them were extraordinarily detailed. You might say some cruel. There were, there were some that you know, in terms of how far you could walk on a Sabbath day, how much you could lift on a Sabbath day, all sorts of different rules that they had. And so Jesus goes after this um, in quite a, well, strong way, you might say. Let's have a look at Luke chapter 6, verse 6. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught, and there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might find an accusation against him. What would be the accusation against him? That he healed someone on the Sabbath. I mean, that even sounds crazy, doesn't it? Even though he knew what they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, come and stand here. He got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to destroy it? After looking around at all of them, he said to him, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled. Who are they? The scribes and the Pharisees. But they were filled with fury and disgust with one another what they might do to Jesus. But they were filled with fury and disgust with one another what they might do with Jesus. See, one of the things that we see with, the, with these Pharisees and the scribes is that in the end, they made a God of the rules. Where God is talking about, and God is inviting us to make God the Lord of our life, not the rules the Lord of our life. And so they had all of these rules that, that in a sense had to be kept. And if you kept them, well, you were a good follower of God. Now think about the faith or denomination that you're from. Are there a whole pile of rules in the denomination that you are from? I know that people watch from many different denominations. 
Are there rules? And, do you, and has there been a time in your life where you've found yourself keeping those rules because they're rules? Now, here's the, here's the thing. Rules and laws are good. They're good in and of themselves in many cases because what they do is they give us wisdom about how to live based on how do we do it as a community, living with other people, but also leaning against the wisdom of others. As I get older, I stop and think to myself, gee, if only my children would listen to me because I've made a whole pile of mistakes and they wouldn't make those mistakes. But I remember my dad saying the same thing, and I just had to make my whole my own set of mistakes. And so rules and laws come out of wisdom as well. But when we are in relationship with someone, rules and laws change because there might be rules and laws as to how we're meant to have relationship together. But then after a while, when you're in love with someone, those rules and laws, you don't see them as rules and laws. You see them as guidelines. You see them as aids to your life with God. I'd encourage you today, when you think back over your spiritual life and where you are with God right now, where is it in your life where you are keeping rules? Where you're keeping rules and you've lost the spirit of maybe what God is about. Keep in mind, I'm not saying the rules and laws don't matter. They do. But where have you replaced God and made God uh, the rule, the God of your life? You know that I have spoken on many times about praying, daily prayer. I think it's critical to our life, critical to our relationship with God. I wouldn't be here today if that hadn't been drummed into me. Make sure you have prayer time. Make sure you have a prayer time. Make sure you have a prayer time. Uh, the priest who used to say to me all the time, make sure you pray, Bruce. Make sure you pray, Bruce. I'd see him once a week and every week he'd say to me, okay, give me a score out of 10. Uh, a score out of seven. How many days out of seven did you pray? Now, you know, back in those days, I kept, the, I kept the rule. But now I'm so grateful that I kept the rule because it has grown my relationship with God. Um, I remember uh, pray, in, in praying, I've, I've shared often that you need to pray regularly. But when I had little children and if Rosemary was not home, um, all five of our children would come and play on the ground with their tools and there was their toys and there was inevitably there was inevitably arguments there was inevitably hey i need to go to the bathroom there was i can't find this i'm hungry and so you're trying to have a devoted time of prayer but what's happening you've got all of these disturbances coming i know people who sometimes think well i need to tell my children you just wait until i've said all my prayers and sometimes we've got to realize that god wants us to have a malleable heart of relationship with him, where he's given us the responsibilities in our life he has. He's put us in the places where we are. And what we're meant to have is a relationship of love with God. And then we apply these laws to our life that we keep and sometimes strain to keep because they're good. But we're meant to have relationship. It's meant to be soft. We're meant to have a soft relationship with God that's like, uh, how would you say, like a relationship that you have with a person and yet so much all the more. Rosemary and I were only talking the other day. A day will come when we'll get much older. We saw it in my parents. Uh, they, they went to church their whole life and then slowly we noticed they began to go less and less. And often it wasn't because they couldn't get there. Um, it was because one of them was not well and the other would stay to look after them. They would, by staying home, looking after each other in the times they did, was far holier than if they had turned up to church. Not because church is not important, 
but because of the covenant and the and of agreements that it had between each other, that the law in their heart was God and the responsibility he put within them. Now, don't write to me and say, so you're saying don't go to church. I did not say that. What I said was, have a relationship with God where you make God the Lord of your life. And then all of the rules and laws of the church, I have come to see are so rich for my life and I want them in my life. Sometimes they're a guide in those times when I don't feel like it. And other times they're things I deeply want because it's an expression of my relationship with God. I hope that all makes sense. I've been reflecting on that a lot lately. God loves me and wants a deep relationship with me as he does with you. Why don't you today ask yourself the question, am I law keeping, rule keeping, or is my relationship with God fresh and malleable and soft? And then all of those things that I've learned and the church has taught me that, that in terms of how to have a good relationship with God, I want in my life. Loving Father, I thank you today that you love us. Bless us, work in our heart, and be with us, Lord God, to serve you, to be in a relationship of love and power with you. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. And God bless you all, everybody. See you next time. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.